1: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. everyone, welcome back. I am sitting in another hotel in Toronto. Of course, I'm at the Fairmont, and I am really stoked on today's guest because I've had my eye on her for a while. We met at an event not too long ago where we got to meet Khloe Kardashian. Ooh, ooh. Oh, no big deal, no <laughs> big quite deal. The experience, quite the experience. But she is here today to share her journey and her story. And to be honest, I know pieces of it, but I don't even know its whole entirety. And so I'm so excited that she's so willing to come on and share with. Us today, so please welcome Sarah Taylor. Thanks for having me. So your voice is lovely. Oh, thanks. I'm like, I'm the I have headphones on, she does not. So I'm like, I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy this. Oh my gosh. So tell us because you are clearly such a phenomenal woman. What you're doing in this space and online. Is really really cool. You've blended this movement of body positivity with fitness, mm-hmm. and it feels for so many that those are combative subjects. Yeah, and that's been a difficult thing for a lot of people to navigate. Can you be body positive and can you do this? And can you be a self-loving person and still pursue, or a self-accepting person and still pursue evolving as a person yeah. as well? And it's such an interesting discussion. Obviously, I'm very pro. Like, yes, you should evolve, yeah. and, and fitness is actually <laughs> very complimentary, but. I I think this is going to be great because I want to hear your story and how it all led into this which essentially is a massive gap in the fitness industry and where you've kind of stepped into. So yeah. tell us your story. Okay, so I guess I'm going to
0: try and keep it in a nutshell, but essentially I grew up as a pastor's kid. I grew up in a loving home. Everything was family. We did things all together. Yep. But when I went to school, I was bullied really heavily. Um, when did
1: you go to, were you homeschooled at all? No, or I wasn't at this all. Is like so kindergarten. kindergarten.
0: Yeah, I was always the tallest. I have been the height that I am now, 5'11", since grade seven. I was a size 12 at 12. Yeah. And I remember in grade five coming home and I was about to get in the bath and my mom was like, what the heck happened to you? I was like covered in bruises from (gasps) the guys beating me up. Are you serious? Yeah, like it was during recess. It was brutal. It was... So for me, it constantly fed into, I'm not enough, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm no good, I'm never going to be enough. And so growing up, I had no confidence oh. at all. And it was just constant torment. And I constantly tried to hide my body. I wore a lot of like boys clothes,
1: sweats, just so that like I could try and hide. Oh, honey, I did that all summer in yeah. high school. All I did was wear sweatshirts. Yeah. And, and then I would, you're like I would dying just claim, of heat. I would always claim that I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, cold. I'm really cold. I'm like, no, I'm actually dying. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't want you to see my body. I
1: jeans in the summer. It's
0: awesome. (laughs) So it was really tough growing up and I just didn't have confidence. And I was active growing up. So I played basketball and rugby and football, but I was never really good. And my coaches always said to me, if you just were as confident with your mouth on the field, you'd be great because I could run my mouth. Oh. Um, But I was not confident physically at all. I would cower away. I wasn't, I just wasn't present. And so, I guess the real difficulty started, I decided at 21 I was going to get skinny because that was going to make me happy. Mm. So I did three hours of cardio, six days a week, and I threw up after every workout. (gasps) It was horrible. And I lost 90 pounds in like six months. Oh my gosh. Um, The smallest I was, was a size 10. And I still hated who I was. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, so that's not going to fix me. So it was a super vulnerable spot. And at the end of losing that weight, my parents split. So growing up as a pastor's kid and like that being your life, yep. it was super traumatic because it was like, what is my life? So at 21, I worked two full-time jobs while still in school, full-time for marketing to help pay a mortgage at 21 shortly after that, I also met a boy. I met him on Christian Cafe and the night I met him...
1: Your life is like... I I just have... I grew up very Christian as well. So like, theres it's every once in a while, you're like, do you watch VeggieTales too? Do you you, you know what I mean? And then there's this moment you're like, here we are. (laughs) Sorry, ChristianCafe.com. great. Um, So he was also
0: a pastor's son, but the night that I met him, he told me that he thought I was the one and that he was going to marry me and I should have gone running then, but I didn't because he was the first... Man, to tell me I was beautiful. Oh. So it was like it didn't matter how he treated me after mm-hmm. that. And like very instantly, he was mm-hmm. super controlling, obsessive with how much time we were together. He like had had his car taken away because he was street racing. Like he had no job. All the things that you like tell your friends stay away from. Yeah, red flags. Was him. Red yeah, flags. like coming out of the wazoo. And so we actually got engaged really, really quickly. Three months was the first time he proposed. Which I've
1: heard is actually a very classic sign of yeah. control. Is, exactly. Is locking them in very young so you very early. So you can't see what they're really like. Yes. Yeah. We broke up quite a few times. We were engaged three
0: times before we actually got married. Mm. And every single person who came to my wedding was like, are you really sure this is who you want to be with because I completely changed who I was mm. at the time I was in, I went back to school to be a youth pastor dropped out because I was with him and he was like, I don't think you need to. He was just super controlling. He was emotionally abusive. He was sexually abusive even mm. before we got married. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a situation of like, it was bliss and then yeah torment happened. It was just like that. And so It was horrible. I lost all of who I was. I used to be the social butterfly. I had no confidence it was even worse now. And then being with him, I also gained weight, which made me feel even worse again. So all that quote unquote work I had put in to make me happy was like all gone. Yeah. So a week before our two-year anniversary, I woke up one day and I was like, I can't take another day in this pain. It just, I know I can't. And at this point, none of my friends and family knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. I would tell them the highlights. Yes. I would try and find them. (laughs) the highlights to share. And so I um, wrote it all out while he was at work. And when he came home, I made him his last meal. And I read it to him while I shook the entire time because I knew if I just said it, I wouldn't get it out. And he would try and manipulate me. And so when I was done, I said, so you have two choices. We either work on this or you go, because I just, I can't do it. And he's like, well, I guess I'll go. And so I helped him pack and he took it as a separation right away. And as a good Christian girl I was, I was like going to pray for my marriage through this whole time. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't talk to me for three months. I left the country. He had no idea. He just, he was nasty and wouldn't acknowledge me at all. Then he started calling because he wanted a peace. And I was like, Oh, maybe God's going to answer my prayers kind of thing. And, we tried for a couple months and he would do the same thing, pull back, come back. And then finally, by the September, um, I was just like, no. I can't do this anymore. Like, this is it. We're filing for divorce. Like, I deserve way more. Yes. Um, But also during that time, so three months after we split, the company I worked for also went bankrupt and I lost my job. So everything I associated my value with or my identity with was completely wiped away. So I literally had to start from the ground up in rebuilding myself. And looking back now, I see like a sequence, which is why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. But I shut down for three months, didn't talk to anybody. And I started what I call my journey to self-love. And so I started rebuilding. So I, it was journaling, it was affirmations, Mm -hmm. it was finding boundaries. And I had four months just to work on myself. And I remember one of the biggest things for me was replacing the negative tape in my head with something positive. So that's what affirmations were for me.
1: Yes. I only learned like only in the last like few years, honestly, from the first time my daughter was called fat at school, we started learning about affirmations, Mm -hmm. trying to create that different dialogue. But yeah, it's just to kind of pause on that because so many people don't realize like we have, negative and positive thoughts every single moment of the day. Yeah. And we actually do have choice in that. So that's a really good, yeah. really good thing that you started doing that for sure. Well,
0: and the situation that happened with it, I was at a conference and I knew nobody except for my mom and my now best friend. And what was the conference? it was like an inner healing com- okay. conference. And so it was like a small intimate, there was probably like 60 people there. And the final day, the speaker was like, can I have a volunteer come up? I was like, for some reason, it was like somebody else raised my hand for me. No way. So I go and sit on stage. And at this point, I'm still not confident. I'm still working on my stuff. And he basically had everybody who was in that room who did not know me start saying the things that they saw about me. Whoa. So she's a princess. She's courageous. She's bold. She's beautiful. And I just sat there bawling and my mom is oh in gosh. the back writing all these things down. <gasps> and so when they were done, it was like, wow, these people who don't know me see this in me. Like this is unreal. And he said, I want you to go home and for the next year, I want you to say these things out loud to yourself every single day. I'm
1: like crying right now. <laughs> this is a lot. I don't know why I'm so emotional today. Every time you keep talking, I'm like, my eyes are stinking. <laughs> oh, frig. It's That's a, lot. a beautiful thing. It is beautiful
0: thing. And so I was like, but when somebody says like, say affirmations and the first time you go to do it, you're like, this is hella weird. It's like so it's, weird. And you're like looking at yourself in your eyes and you're having a conversation with yourself and I telling know. yourself good things when you're used to telling yourself horrible things. Yep. And so I was like, I'm going to do it because I trusted this man. I had known him from before. And so I did it and I was six months doing it. I had had it on my mirror in my bedroom, beside my bed, my screensaver on my computer was everywhere because I just needed life. And so six months in, I'm on my way to one of my best friend's houses to help her unpack. And it was beautiful summer day driving in the country of Stouffville. And I looked in the mirror, I was 30 at this point. And I looked in the mirror and it was the first time that I was like, wow, I'm beautiful. And oh I gosh. love me. And I could say it out loud. And I was an absolute disaster. And I get to her house and she was like, what the heck happened to you? <laughs> and so I tell her and she's like, that is so weird. I was like, why? She's like, I'm packing this morning. I found my journal from when I was in Bible college, which was like 10 years before that. Yeah. And she's like, I found a prayer for you. And my prayer for you 10 years ago was that you would learn to love yourself.
1: Oh, Frank, I'm just not okay in this episode. Oh
0: my God. So the two of us just stood there crying. And so when people are like, do affirmations really work? I was like, heck yes, they do. Like they really do because you have to re-record your natural negative
1: thought. It's so true. And it's funny because I've told the story before, but when my daughter was called fat at school, I had shared a bit about that. And Love Powered Co. sent Mm -hmm. my daughter a pack of these affirmation cards for kids. And we read through them for her And I saw this like change in her. And it was almost like a refocus away from like what those Mm -hmm. words were on her body. And then they came out with the women's one and they sent one to me. And they're, they're friends at this point. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to share about this in my stories. Like what a beautiful product they are. And I'm like recording and I pull out this one and it said, I am safe. And I just lost it. And it was like all about just, I think coming out of like years of just so much uncertainty Mm -hmm. and so much struggle And it was like this, like I have safety and I just was sobbing and I was like, holy crap. Like we don't realize how much we need to hear things Mm -hmm. until we hear them and we're like, this is so important in my life now. So I'm yeah. such a believer in affirmations, but it is for a lot of people really hard. And like, I'm glad that yeah. you said that because so many people are like, you can't just say these things. You can't, I hate when people are like, just be happy, just be this, just yeah. love yourself. And the fact is like, we've existed in so much mm-hmm. negativity and hate. You can't just turn that switch. No,
0: it doesn't happen that It's way. <laughs> a
1: practice and it's, yeah. it's a rewiring. It's a relearning. And it takes quite some time in the neutral thoughts before mm. it ever really happens, but- gosh, what a beautiful moment that must've been. It
0: really was. And I think it's like anything though, when you don't know how to do something, you have to practice it over and over and over and over again to get it. And it's the same thing with rewiring how we feel about ourselves. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay, friends, let's take a pause to talk about today's sponsor, which without sponsors, we would not be able to continue producing this podcast. So I am super grateful for the opportunity to work with such incredible brands. And not only that, but this one is one that truly transformed my skin within a week, which is really hard to say because most skincare, you've got to give it a few months before you can even say anything about it. But Biosan squalane and lactic acid resurfacing night serum does all the results for me within one month. Week. It is known for being a skin's dusk to dawn transformation with a gently powerful, sustainably sourced vegan lactic acid 10%, balancing clover and hydrating squalane. It is a nightly clean dream team. Together, they reset and renew tired skin, infusing a full eight hours of luminosity, even when you've only slept four. These ingredients are superhero ingredients and they work together so, so well. So the first being that 10% vegan lactic acid and lactic acid, what it does is it's a powerful AHA, which is an alpha hydroxy acid, which boosts cell turnover and exfoliates the skin to reveal dramatic changes. Then there's Clover and Clover boosts lactic's exfoliating benefits by revving up that cell turnover. It helps reset and renew the skin after each day's dose of UV rays, blue light and pollution. UV being from the sun, blue lights being from our phones and TVs and computers, and pollution being from the air. These are super important things to be protecting ourselves from. And then there's that squalene. Squalene is a secret agent that makes this formula extra hydrating and deeply penetrating. It locks in long-lasting moisture and protects against dryness that can sometimes come with using AHAs. Now you will likely see overnight results by using this, but it is recommended that you use it for 7 to 14 days. But the best I can tell you to do is go to sephora.com and look up the Biosance Squalane and Lactic Acid Resurfacing Night Serum. Read about it. Read the reviews. Maybe even try it out for yourself. I'm telling you, it is truly incredible what it can do in one day, a week, or two weeks. You're not going to have to wait months to see results from a product like this. So super thank you to Biosance for sponsoring this podcast. And I really hope you guys go on over to sephora.com to check them out for yourself. And if you're not sure how to search for it, it is B-I-O-S-S-A-N-C-E. And you'll be able to find it at sephora.com. Now back to the show. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms.
0: So out of that place so much was happening in this whole like self-love journey and so it was 2 years in at this point and my mom said okay it's time to stop surviving it's time to start dreaming and so I went and I got a whiteboard and I wrote it all my dreams so stop. like this is
1: amazing from
0: like where I wanted a house what I wanted career-wise life-wise relationship-wise and then I wrote down plus size modeling And then I erased it and I had to, I erased it three times before it stuck. So this was in September, 2013. And then by February, I got my first opportunity. So I modeled for your big sister's closet for their one year anniversary. And then I got another opportunity to do a pitch with them for Dragon's Den. And then I got an email. Are you the next Miss Plus Canada? (gasps) And I was like, do I do this? So I had 112 Instagram followers at that point. (laughs) And I posted, it was just like my friends and they're like, you need to do this. Like you just have to. Yes. So I filled out my application, got accepted. I almost backed out at two points because I would, in the like review of all the rules, you can have tattoos and I'm covered in them. Okay. And then it was like, you need a talent. And I was like, Oh, I am gosh. not singing on stage <laughs> and I am not baton twirling. Like that's just not going to happen. And I was like, the only thing I have is my story. Yeah. So I wrote a spoken word. I had three minutes to do it. Just about the journey to self-love, that realization of that moment in the mirror And when I did it at rehearsal, I collapsed right after. It was the first time I had actually shared all that emotion and that buildup in front of other people after rehearsing it for weeks in my bedroom. And all the girls just like crowded around me and hugged me. And it was like in that moment that I was like, I got through what I got through to not sit down and keep my mouth shut. I have a voice for other women and so I ended up winning Queen People's Choice and Talent in 2014. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was a small pageant but for me it was, ma- it was massive and I knew what it meant and so I also believe in like reclaiming days and that kind of thing so the day my first day as Queen was the day that I had met my ex-husband so that day was completely redeemed in my mind. I love It was on that. Canada Day and so uh. that day is when Sarah Taylor's journey was born. I wanted a name that like it's a journey it's not a destination. Exactly. Like exactly it's all about that process, not just for me, that. but for other women. Yes. And I want to encourage women. So I just started like posting photo mirror photos of like what I was wearing, tagging what I was wearing. But it was never just like, here I am, look at me. It was yeah. something inspirational, something about my story, something to encourage other women because yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah. Exactly. And I didn't have women that look like me to give it to me. And so it just grew from there. I ended up doing a runway show in Trinidad, and then I ended up doing Full Figured Fashion Week in New York twice. I met Ashley Graham on Dr. Oz. Uh, like I, they totally surprised me. I had no idea she was going to be there. And then Dr. Oz was like, I'm going to call somebody down who has no idea this is happening. With Sarah uh, Taylor, please join me. I was like, what? Yeah, I had no idea she was even going to be on the show. So like so many amazing things have happened. And yes. like, but I always said, I'm like modeling is fun for me and it helped me even more with my confidence and like all of that. But it was always a platform for something greater. And there was a lot that happened in it as well. Like, a lot of people don't know I was actually scheduled for gastric bypass when I won Miss Plus Canada. Wow. I was a size 22 when I won. I was 320 pounds but had learned to love me like fully at that size. But when I won I was like I can't exactly do that. (laughs) But for me it was all because I was in a car accident 10 years ago and I live in pain. And so it was like if I can get some weight off maybe I'll feel a little bit better. Yeah.
1: You know what? There's so many different reasons that people have to a lot of people we don't realize with like chronic illnesses it's not as simple as like diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. They literally have to starve them themselves in yeah. order to, and a lot of the chronic pain is because of the extra weight. It's, it's a really yeah. difficult thing, which is why I'm very like non judgmental on those mm-hmm. things, but I can understand why that would be such a crossroads.
0: Yeah. So during that time though, because I canceled the surgery, I needed to find a way to get out of pain. So I just mm-hmm. started removing foods that caused inflammation. And I, the first month I had four days with no pain. I was like, whoa, what is life? <laughs> like I haven't had like five years. It's That's been like, incredible. it was crazy. And so I just kept going and then I incorporated fitness into my life. And so it became a really big part of my life. And when I started 20 minutes walking hurt, I started using a PVC pipe or a broomstick for my weights. Like that's yeah. just to use my muscles yes. because there was so much trauma in my body from it. Yes, But it for me, as I started going, I ended up getting to be able to run 10K and started strength training and lifting weights. And it just became such a part of like, my journey to self love because I felt so good doing it. Yes, as a result of all these things, I ended up losing weight, and I got a lot of flack for it in the body positive community.
1: But I was like, my I need to feel better, and it was never yeah. about
0: losing weight. And, and you and know what? My value, and
1: that's the thing is like, if we're going to truly be okay, like people gain and lose weight for millions of different mm-hmm. reasons. So it seems so wrong. I think it's one thing if people like set out and you're like it's all about body acceptance, and then you intentionally go and lose weight. Yeah. But if you create a lifestyle that's working for you and your body, I love the word. Releases weight. Yeah. If your body releases weight in any circumstances, like the conversation needs to be not about that. It needs yeah. to be about loving yourself through the ebbs and flows of it all, right? Yeah. Because again, we do this. We don't know why people lose weight. When this one girl, I've said this before too, this girl I was like obsessed with online, she had recently like lost this weight and she was like looking so good. And I was obsessed. Like I was like, this is what I want to look like. That's mm-hmm. my dream body. And she's dying of cancer. Like she was full of cancer. And that's and what's happening. Ha- no and I had no idea. Yeah. But for me, I just saw her as losing weight. I didn't yeah. know that it was cancer killing her yeah. that was causing that. So I just always remind myself whenever we have those kind of thoughts or those negativities towards somebody losing weight, especially because I've seen a lot of people who've been champions in the body positive space. They're doing it through so many different circumstances mm-hmm. that we don't even know about. Even a switch of medication can cause a weight yeah. release or a weight gain. Yeah, So it's just an unfair thing to even place onto somebody at all.
0: I agree. And I think the conversation also for me, that's super important is that regardless of where you are, whether you're straight size, plus size, whatever, yep. that number does not define your value or your worth. 100%. And I think that's like my biggest pet peeve when you're like, talking about plus size or not and straight size, not straight size, right? And it always comes back to, I don't care. It has everything to do with a woman's value and her worth. And that's all that matters. It's
1: so true. And why are we segregating? Like, that's the big thing. Like when I talked to Roxy, I was just like, you kind of wake up to the segregation that's happened with sizing. And no wonder we've had such a a moral value that's gone along with all of these things. Because when you put the plus size section at the back corner of a store, of course, it makes it feel like shameful. That's a shameful thing to do, right? And Mm -hmm. It's such an interesting conversation. But so you are doing the fitness thing. You're doing this anti-inflammation way of eating. You've now lost this weight. You've caught this flack. Where mm-hmm. did you go from there? So I just I just continued.
0: I was like, I've been through much worse. So I know yeah. my voice is... Powerful, and I know that there's a reason for everything. So I'm just going to keep going. So I continued with modeling, working with brands all over Canada and the US. So cool. um, And then I was working with Fabi Plus Magazine, which is a body positive magazine for plus size women. I was the assistant editor. And so the woman who owned the company, Shannon, she became kind of like my mentor and a second mom. We traveled a lot together. And at one point I was like, I don't really know what to do next because as a Canadian model, it's really hard to make a full-time living doing it. And I had an amazing career, like making six figures, working in tech in the nonprofit space. But I I just wanted so much more out of life because I knew that there's so many women hurting all over the world and I just wanted to be a voice. And so she was like, why don't you certify as a personal trainer? I was like, what? She's like, you're always telling people how to work out anyway. Like, (laughs) yeah, might as well. Like your friends come to you for workout tips. And I was like, mm, okay. So I watched a webinar and then I signed up that day and she paid for half of it. She's like, <gasps> you nice. like, it was such a gift. And so I certified. It was probably like a nine month process. Yeah. And I picked a course that was like required a lot of like hours of practice, not just reading a textbook because I really yeah. wanted to make a difference and. I wanted to go through the practice of it because I'd never really taught it. And so I certified and I'm just about done being certified. And my chiropractor, shout out to Sportside Medical, I had gone to her and she just helped my body get out of pain. And she was like, we just took over the gym. Do you want to like, do a profit split and you can use the gym for group fitness classes. I was like, what? What? And so it meant that I didn't have like a fixed rent amount. It was based on how much came in. So it wasn't like high pressure. I could still work my full-time job. So I launched that. That was my first class was March, 2018. And I started having members and a few months into it, I realized this is what I love. This is what I want to do. So I went part-time at my day job. And then I realized I want to do more of this. And so I like took a massive leap December, 2018, and I left my job and I was doing personal training, group fitness, running the business, modeling, Mm -hmm. speaking Mm -hmm. all the things and loving it. And then I went to a business retreat and it was like, you need to be downtown. You need to be in Toronto. Like that's where you're going to have bodies. Where were you before? uh, North Etobicoke. So it was like a little bit further out of the city. So location wise, it wasn't great because it wasn't accessible by transit. And so it was like, okay, I got to find something downtown. The lead up to how I found something is crazy, but I ended up putting in an offer the day I saw it. And the day before I was leaving for vacation, gave my first and last month's rent. So that was in October. And then... I opened the studio officially on January 15th, 2019, oh, so I just celebrated a year, year. Yeah. But I also chose I opened on a Tuesday because January 15th was the day I got married and I wanted to take that day back that it will always be a happy day. And so now I run group fitness classes exclusively for women and the reason for that is because the gym is so intimidating for so many people that I wanted it to not feel like you're at a meat market. I want it to be building you up and so why I'm different is I don't talk about weight. We have no skills, no measuring. Do some of my clients want to lose weight? Yep. And we have a conversation about it not being attached to your value or your worth and then I provide modifications for every exercise before we even start because mm. I remember going to a gym uh, boot camp classes. I had to come up with my own modifications. There was shame around doing them, and again, most of it was from injury from my car accident. It wasn't because of my size, of course, and. I was shamed constantly because of it, not necessarily by trainers, but by the members. And I was the only person who looked like me at the gym. And so I wanted a space that women could feel comfortable and that we were focusing not just on fitness, but on confidence and self-love. So I have a signature six-week program. I do it online and in studio. So if it's in studio, it's six weeks of unlimited classes. Online, I've done 24, 45-minute fitness videos that are like classes. And then every week you get... a. Um, I call it the 12 Pillars of Self-Love and Confidence that I've built out based on the things I've personally walked through. And I talk about them, how to apply them. And it's kind of like your homework for the week. They're like five, 10 minute videos just for you to be thinking of more things other than just your body and connecting to it. I
1: love that because in the fitness world, it is so body focused. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is it, I think, and you and I both know, when you've gone through a physical transformation, your expectation is that you feel better emotionally Mm -hmm. and mentally. And the fact is there's aspects of working out that make you feel better like you feel good afterwards but there is always like that nugget of but I wanted to change and if yeah. I'm not changing then why am I doing this We it's yeah. so inner as well as it's outer so I love that you have incorporated inner exercise mm-hmm. with outer exercise that's such a cool I've never even heard that before
0: yeah and it's crazy like the one thing I didn't expect doing this too was the community that we built like mm. somebody got married this week and someone planned her a bachelorette oh
1: that's like, amazing
0: we had like our celebration for our one year we hosted a plus size Clothing swap at the gym, oh, um, wow. and just like doing events like that, where we like we know what's going on in each other's yep. lives. Yeah, I'm very vulnerable with them about how difficult it's been not having an income for a year, for sure. Like all that kind of stuff, and but they are so supportive. And I got an email last week from a girl who was like, "I've been at your gym for a while, and." I had to remember all the things you've taught me about loving myself because I was bullied online last week. Aww. And he found me on some photo and started bullying me and like saying horrible things about my skin folds and he couldn't see my ribs. And he's, she was like, but then I remembered all the things that you and your trainers taught me. And I was like, I'm not going to let it get me down. What he has has no power on me. I am amazing. Thank you for all you do. And it's like stuff like that where I'm like, that's why we work on building your confidence and your strength in and out of the gym.
1: Yes. Yeah. So is most of your clientele also plus size? I would say most of it is, but not all of it is. Okay. And what are you finding? I find this is a huge conversation online, but obviously I'm very careful on how much I'm able to say because when I was plus size, I didn't love myself and Mm -hmm. I didn't really work out and I didn't do those things. And then I was grossly underweight and now I'm like, I did the weight gain thing. So Mm -hmm. I'm still not in the same space of being plus size and fitness, but I'm so interested in the conversation and such a supporter of the conversation. Mm -hmm. What stigmas are you still seeing and what do you think are still, we're breaking down around? I think that if you are plus size, you're not active, you're not healthy. Yeah, that's a huge common it's,
0: It's really just like, you can't tell someone's health by looking at them. But I would say my biggest thing is, we're not having a conversation all the time about health. When you look at somebody, you're judging them for what they look like and their value or their worth is not dictated by their size, their gene size, the number on the scale, none of that. And so I think it's even just being a plus size trainer. Like I was expecting to have a lot of flack and surprisingly I haven't. Like Mm. I haven't had anybody attack me. I have gone to fitness summits and be the only plus size body in there and I'm very bold. So I will like stand up and share something on purpose. And then I had people come up to me, other personal trainers was like, can you teach me how to be body positive? Can you teach me how to be more inclusive? Yes. And so I'm starting to see more and more of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, City Lines had me on as a fitness expert multiple episodes and I have another one coming up and just showing that we have a space and all I get is congratulations for like doing something that hasn't been done
1: yes um
0: I think we still have a long ways to go and I don't think people say everything that's on their mind and that's okay I'm, it's not going to stop me
1: <laughs> it's so but. true but like and and I find like the science of it I'm really interested in the research and the stats of it all and the fact that body shaming people actually prevents them from wanting to work out mm-hmm. they've, they've proven that kids who are bullied for being fat are less likely to be active yeah. so it actually goes against what people who mm-hmm. are doing the shaming think they're going to do they yeah. think that shaming works and if you just shame somebody they're going to like wake up and they're going to be different in all those things but the Mm -hmm. fact is like if you truly looked at somebody and you just support them and accept them no matter what they look Mm -hmm. like and no matter who they are they're more likely to be active they're more likely to want to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. because they're not having to combat the secondary layer of shame that just they probably are already struggling with in the first place no matter what size you are we all struggle yeah everybody does so that's so incredible what have you found the husband he just said like you gave up profits for an entire year in order to start this gym yeah
0: like I'm Now in the process of pursuing looking for another full time job. I don't know how I'm gonna do it because I work like 70 hours a week.
1: But now you've actually like set it in place so at least you've got things going. And I have other trainers. trainers. And all of my
0: trainers have been my clients for a minimum of six months and have certified. So they all understand my methodology. I train them beforehand. And so they understand how I teach. And it's phenomenal to see like them rise up. And that's for me the biggest thing is this is not about Sarah. Has nothing to do with me. I want to be the person that holds up a mirror for another woman so she can truly see how amazing she is, whatever it is that she wants to do. I've had women, their goal for 2020 was to get a new job. Two weeks ago, two of them got job offers. Like, those are things that are like tangible and like not just focusing on your body. And again, when it comes to the gym, people are like, oh, I need to see a result to go. And a lot of the girls have been like, I wasn't expecting that I would sleep better, that I would feel better. My sex life is better. Like all those things, just because I physically feel better. Yes. And it not having to be something you measure.
1: Well, we can't deny the endorphins that it releases and like, yeah, like the better sleep. And I can't speak to the better sex because normally my legs hurt for like five days after (laughs) I go to the gym. (laughs) Well, friends, this episode is brought to you today by High Smile. Now, I could go ahead and read the copy I've been provided, but I want to give you an honest 100% feelings on their products. It's no secret that teeth whitening seems to be the latest global craze, and who wouldn't want a brighter smile? For me, I'm a coffee and wine drinker, so this is extra important in my life. But with the amount of ads for different brands, it can be hard to find which one works. I've used a few different teeth whitening brands to varying degrees of success in the past, but the one thing I've always found, no matter what, I've always had a little bit of pain and sensitivity. That all changed since I discovered High Smile. Used by the likes of Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner, I was skeptical at first, but decided to give them a go after a friend had recommended them. High Smile has recently released a new formula and I have to say I'm pretty blown away. I didn't feel any pain at all and my teeth looked visibly brighter. I didn't think that teeth whitening could be this easy and pain-free, but having used them for a few weeks, I can tell you right now that the new and improved High Smile teeth whitening kit is an absolute must in your beauty routine. If you're looking for an at-home, alternative that doesn't cause any pain or sensitivity and whitens and brightens your teeth in just 10 minutes, then I would highly recommend giving High Smile Teeth Whitening Kit a go. But just to sweeten the deal a little more, they are offering all our listeners 20% off for a limited time only. Use code PAPAYA at checkout to receive 20% off High Smile today. And you can find the link to shop in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. I I found the big shift for me was getting into weightlifting because it was the first time it wasn't about weight loss. It was actually Mm -hmm. about weight gain and how much stronger can you get and how much more can you lift and how much more is your body capable? Mm -hmm. And it actually caused me to step completely away from like the traditional gym, which was a bit of a meat market. As much as I loved a lot of the classes, I loved the yoga classes and I loved being around women. Mm -hmm. I wasn't always comfortable going into the weight gym area because I just felt like... I was just being watched all the time yeah. and I didn't want to look like I was doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel out of place. Like a lot of us don't realize how hard it is to step into a space mm-hmm. and not know what you're doing. Like I yeah. I worked out at home for that very reason for years because yeah. I didn't want to step into a space where somebody would tell me that I was doing something wrong. And I remember I was at one thing. I don't even remember what exactly it was, but I did a push-up and somebody was like, "You're doing push-ups wrong." And so when I started at the weightlifting gym, at one point I had to do a push-up for something. And I was like, well, I, I actually don't know how to do a push-up. And he's like, why? And I was like, well, I do them, but apparently I was doing them wrong. Somebody told me I did them wrong. So I just stopped doing them. And he's like, show me how you do a pushup. So I did one. And he was like, you're not doing it wrong. You're doing it differently. You're actually doing it the harder way. Like that's just a different <laughs> form. It's yeah. not wrong at all. And like, The thing is like somebody can say something Mm -hmm. to you and I was just like, oh, I was doing it wrong. Like, I guess I'll just stop. And gym environments and this, it's same as like I feel about therapy and relationships and and everything as a whole. Just because you had one bad experience doesn't mean that the next one won't be amazing. And I've had bad gym experiences and I've had amazing ones. Mm -hmm. I've had bad at-home workout experiences and I've had incredible ones. So it's all about trusting to keep going and and it's okay that we don't know everything. There's reasons why people went to school for it. You went to school for how long to get get certified. Yeah you're certified for a reason. We're the ones that don't really know what we're doing. And that's why there's people there. And that's why gyms exist. Yeah. And it's why, so when I teach class, most of our classes are strength-based
0: because Mm -hmm. most women will go to the gym and they go on the treadmill. That's about all they do because they are afraid of doing something wrong. someone saying something, hurting, injuring themselves. So that's also why I provide modifications is because on based on if you have injury or your fitness level, just because you do something at a different level doesn't make it bad. It's unique to your body and making sure you're doing it proper form so that you don't injure yourself. And so when I teach, for example, a lot of girls are afraid that you're going to call them out in front of everybody. So I don't yell. You take rest when you need to. I don't yell at you for that. And then the other aspect is like, I'm going to show you how to do it right. And I'm going to come beside you and do it with you rather than calling you out, making you feel uncomfortable and shameful. And then you're going to know
1: how to do it. I think we all just watched The Biggest Loser and then all felt terrified to be yelled at and be told to it's okay if you puke and you do that. Oh, I know. (laughs) Honestly, like I had, I had watched all of that before I ever stepped into a gym. So no wonder I was so terrified because that's all I could think about. That's all that personal trainers look like to me. Was that something like that? Right. We weren't motivated by that. Like we're fearful of it. We'll cry and curl up in a ball. Like that's not something we want to ever have to deal with. I do have to ask you though, because you've come from such different relationship background. Mm -hmm. How has it changed you now? Like how is that part of your transformation and your, journey been coming out of, we can call it an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. into where you are now? How does it, how has relationships been since then? So I didn't date for like five
0: years. Okay. But I met a guy just over three and a half years ago. Okay. And it was a rocky
1: start. You can't see her, but her face just broke into a little (laughs) smile.
0: (laughs) It's crazy because I have met somebody who is amazing. Um, We live together now and we're both entrepreneurs. He's in real estate. And he, I knew that he was for me um, a couple months in because something really traumatic had happened and he like talked me off a ledge. Mm. And it was like, oh, that's what that's supposed to be like. Right. That's what some it's like having somebody in your corner. The days that I'm like, "I don't know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to pay this bill." He like calms me down yeah. and he makes me laugh. He has helped me be a better person and I've helped him. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I had to take that break and I had to focus on me and it wasn't like, oh, I need a man, I need a man. I learned how to be an independent woman and yes. I still very much am, but he also honors that and finds it super attractive how confident I am. He played pro football, so we are very different. Yeah. Um, and so it's been interesting to also see how that dynamic has been. We work out together, yeah. we do CrossFit together. Yeah. He has a daughter who I actually, I had her um, model in a show that Nike had sponsored for me. So cool. Um. And so it's just really important because it's not, just about our generation. It's also about the next generation, like your kids and how important it is for them to see their value and their worth. And as influencers into children's lives, it's Mm -hmm. important to lead by example and not be talking bad about our body and that kind of thing, right? So it's definitely been a beautiful experience being with him. And I love him dearly. I might now get emotional because it's just it is a beautiful thing what we have and Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for it because on those days that I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. He's like, no, you have it in you. And he'll draw it out of me. And I know that I can go to him with anything. And I don't feel shame about my body yeah. and like it's, it is beautiful, but it really took me having to figure out how amazing I was. And then it, at one point, two months before I met him, it was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And then I met him two months later.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. You manifested Not online.
0: Um, not on Christian not, Cafe. No, not on Christian Cafe. I actually met him Caravan a
1: weekend. <laughs> Where? Oh, like in Toronto. Yeah. He
0: uh, is a promoter for a cruise and I had been on the cruise multiple times and had never seen him. And yeah, we met that night at the end of the night. So So it wasn't like we met during the night. We met at the end of the night and he was hilarious and I couldn't stop laughing. And I never compliment guys. I was like, oh, you're kind of cute. And my best friend was like, who are you? And what have you done with my Sarah? (laughs) was hilarious. But I just, I saw something I liked and...
1: Yeah, it worked out. It did. What I really love about your story is how success is so different from what we see success Mm -hmm. in the world. Your dream job is actually one that's not currently giving you a pay. Your transformation isn't the one that it's so internal and it's Mm -hmm. so a message that is like from the inside out. It has not been body defined. There's so much, even your relationships, like it's so interesting watching somebody who you can say like straight up, like you're a success story and yet it's not in all the classical terms. Mm -hmm. Like mind you, I think you should get a $1 million And I hope your gym explodes (laughs) and all those things happen. But I love that you've done this and your successes in how many women you've reached Mm -hmm. and how much transformation you've been able to go through and the perseverance of it all. Like my goodness, from kindergarten on, like this story started so young for you. But man, what tools you got along the Mm -hmm. way and now you're teaching with them. I think that's just- So, so powerful. I think everything you're doing is absolutely so cool. I knew you were in, when I first met you and you were such a force and it was so cool. we were all working out that day and it it was amazing in that room because there were so many that were in the plus size fitness space. And it was like such a cool moment to look around because like the women who were in bigger sizes were like (laughs) outperforming so many of the smaller girls. And it was like, that's not to shame on the smaller girls. It just was a good, once again, a reminder that size is not a measurement of health and fitness. And, you know, I even read this whole thing about Lizzo, how much stamina she has on stage Mm -hmm. and how wickedly she can work her body. And once again, removing that stigma of size being... And equality to health and yeah. just so, so cool to see what you're doing. But I want everyone to continue watching because it's been quite like, I only got to start following you <laughs> after so much of what's happened, but where can everyone find you and where can they kind of like check out some of your fitness stuff as well? Cause you said it's online and yeah. you have a gym. So um,
0: fitness by Sarah Taylor.com, and that's all of my handles. So Instagram and on Instagram, I post a lot of Insta stories of like classes and what it looks like. And I've had clients come in and be like, I've been watching you for a year. It took me a year to get up the curve. Yes. to come here yes. but that's why I share I'm also very careful I remove male followers unless they are in the fitness industry or I know them Okay, so my channel is 90% women because yep. I want to protect that yep. so all my information is on my website so I have a six week challenge you can do anytime all video based or come try a class your first class is for free All that information is on Instagram as well. And then Sarah Taylor's Journey. So I have a blog, SarahTaylorsJourney.com. And it's also my social handles on Instagram and Facebook as
1: well. That is so amazing. Okay, I'm going to add all of those things into the show notes as well. Please go and check out Sarah Taylor. What she's doing is so cool. And you also just have to see her because she's absolutely beautiful. She's a model (laughs) for a reason. So amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for coming here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad this worked out. We've been talking about doing this for a while. And so I kind of last minute at her and it just worked out beautifully. And I'm so glad we got to do this thank you for having me thank you everyone for listening and I can't wait for you to tune in next week well friends thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode for more information on this episode check out the show notes or find us on instagram at the papaya podcast and if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would please share it simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your instagram stories and don't forget to tag us last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.